Hello, this is Lorraine Haller from Nutri-Ingredients USA. I'm with James Tonkin, who's the owner of Healthy Brand Builders, a food and beverage consultancy. Uh, Jim, you've just been talking about the, the healthy food and beverage market, especially the beverage market. How do you view that right now? Thanks, Lorraine. Um, I am very bullish on the uh, creation side of, of the new functional and uh, regular beverage uh, environment. Um, I think although the uh, economic conditions have not been the greatest for uh, new product innovation these days, um, I see the next couple of years being um, uh, on track to be innovative, um, functional in orientation, and uh, within certain categories, you're going to see a lot of growth. Specifically mentioning innovation, I mean, over the past year or so, at, at ingredient shows like these, we haven't seen that much ingredient innovation coming through. Do you think this is because there's a general standstill? Or is it more likely to be that things are happening behind the scenes right now? Uh, yes, I, I think that behind the scenes, there's a tremendous amount of activity uh, in the research and development side. Uh, over the next couple of years, particularly, I think you're going to see a lot of the ingredients that have been marketed to the beverage and food uh, world uh, at shows like Supply Side uh, East and West coming into new products. At this stage, I think we're, uh, we're just in one of those quiet um, uh, retail moments. And part of that is really being spurred by the economic conditions. So people are a little trepidatious, a little nervous about moving too quickly. They want to make sure they have all their I's dotted and T's crossed before they come out. But the R&D departments are very busy. So you would say that now is a good time to act rather than to sit tight? Yes, indeed. I think that those who hesitate are lost. So if you hibernate now and don't um, take advantage of the low cost of entry because the economic conditions are, are soft right now, then you're making a, a huge mistake. Um, as uh, uh, others have said recently, I think it's important to have all of your uh, ducks in a row, if you will, to use that expression. Make sure your financials are square, that your, um, your product marketing portfolio is ready to support whatever product you're bringing into market. Your sales plan is, is, is solid. But, uh, and uh, additionally, that your R&D activity, as far as science is concerned, if you're bringing a product to market consumers haven't seen in a new form, that that's uh, in, in good shape, uh, regulatory uh, as well. So I, I think the next couple of years, you're going to see a lot of, uh, of new products uh, move into the market from a functional and nutraceutical perspective. Now, all of that you were talking about does require a large amount of investment, um, and some companies may be less than willing to commit to that in, in such an uncertain environment. Are there any historical examples of uh, companies that have benefited by taking the leap at times like this? That's a great question. And yes, there are, um, particularly in the, I'll cite one in the, the beverage space, um, Coca-Cola is a perfect example of a company that in the 1930s, when we went through the terrible depression in the United States, um, they hunkered down, they, they looked um, forward instead of back and said, we are not going to be in a frozen position now. We're going to innovate, we're going to move our products forward, and we're going to put marketing horsepower behind the development uh, of our brand portfolio. And to this day, that's why, in my view, Coca-Cola is still a stronger company than Pepsi-Cola, their largest rival, even on an international uh, basis. Uh, another example of that might be the Kellogg Company, which is a, another a Fortune 100 company in the United States in the food business. 
Um, they brought a brand called Rice Krispies to market in the middle of the Depression. Uh, so bringing a brand new product that no one had ever heard of with some very cute marketing campaigns um, put them in a position against their rival post cereals um, to maintain that uh, uh, number one position. And still today in 2009, they're, they're still ahead of post. And just briefly before we close, you mentioned condition-specific uh, in terms of beverages. Which are the areas that you view have the highest potential moving forward over the next couple of years? That's another really good question, and uh, I, I want to make sure when I say this that um, I don't want to slight any particular uh, area of influence because I'm, I am a prognosticator. I've been in the business 35 years, but I, I only do that based on product knowledge. Um, that I currently possess. So the market is going to tell us which ones uh, actually end up at the top. But I'm very bullish on uh, anything dealing with um, heart and heart purification as it relates to genetic arterial sclerosis, uh, blood pressure, cholesterol. So I, I see a lot of beverage innovation and food innovation in that end. On the other end of the scale, the obesity uh, issue and satiety issues are, um, are areas of continued growth, uh, even though weight loss has been in the market for quite some time. We're getting better uh, at, at creating products that are uh, really efficacious and that have science regulation behind them. Uh, I think additionally, pre and probiotics, which have been very big in Europe and Asia for many years, America is finally starting to get the message about how important gut health is. So those are a few areas that I, I think are going to be growing dramatically over the next several years. Jim, thank you for joining me. For Nutri Ingredients USA, this is Lorraine Heller.